It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 431 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Blood, Butcher, and Beats. It is October 20, 2023, and this is Jen. I'm going to start with something from a better ABK, ABK Workers Alliance. I haven't mentioned them in a show in quite a while. This was posted on October 13th, and this is what they wrote. For three years, our campaign to improve working conditions within ABK through unionization has been met with resistance from our executive leadership. Now, with a legally binding neutrality agreement in place, we look forward to working with our leadership to achieve this goal. The next uh, thing that they posted was from Code CWA, and uh, Code CWA is the campaign to organize digital employees in the tech, games, and digital industries with CWA Union. So they have like a thread of things here. And this is what they wrote. Breaking. Microsoft has completed its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This is a huge milestone in the effort to improve working conditions in the video game industry. Under the terms of a groundbreaking, legally binding labor neutrality agreement, Microsoft will remain neutral when Activision Blizzard employees express interest in joining a union, providing a clear path to collective bargaining for almost 10,000 workers. Quote, every Activision Blizzard worker should take advantage of this opportunity to have a legally protected voice. CWA Local 6215 member Dylan Burton, a quality assurance tester at ID Software Zenimax in Dallas, uh, Texas. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard workers can visit cwa.org abk for more information on the process for forming a union at their studios which is pretty cool, actually, you know? I mean, they can finally get that union they weren't able to get, I hope. I hope they get it. People should have unions. Wowhead has a very short article posted by Squish, Squishy, S-Q-U-I-S-H-E-I, and it's titled World of Warcraft Lo-Fi Beats to Chill To, and it's got Jaina Proudmore looking at a book and a little, like, water, um, I can't even remember the name of these things, um, Minion or something, I guess. I haven't played World of Warcraft in a very long time, but she's, like, you know, looking at a book, and there's, like, the castle outside the window and things like that. This was done before with... You know, lo-fi beats to slay demons to or something like that. They did a lot of those with the Diablo music. So this seems to be the first one for World of Warcraft music. And I think the idea for these is you just turn it on and whichever character is featured moves around a little bit, but doesn't really do much other than stare at the book that they're looking at, that kind of thing. And I would guess that perhaps... There might be more for the Warcraft stuff if you're into the Warcraft music more than the Diablo music. And uh, Wowhead uh, writer Squishy says, Blizzard has released over three hours of lo-fi World of Warcraft music, including Stormwind, Daughter of the Sea, and much more. Which is pretty neat overall if you're into that. I, I kind of want to play again, but I'm just, I don't have a lot of energy right now. PC Gamer has an article that was posted on October 10th which I don't think I 
mentioned before. Activision reminds fans they'll need to get their wallets out for Modern Warfare 3. Says the games won't hit the Game Pass until next year at the earliest. Written by Joshua Wolins on October 10. No $17 a month COD for us for a while yet, he says. And I'm, I'm mentioning this because now that Activision maker of Call of Duty is owned by Microsoft, things are going to be kind of changing and things like that. So here's part of this article. Unless the FTC's Lena Khan runs in at the last minute to physically tackle Bobby Kotek before he can sign anything, it's looking very likely that Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard will close in the very near future. I mean, very near, you understand, as in possibly this Friday, pending word from the UK market regulator. But if you think that heralds the imminent arrival of games like Modern Warfare 3 and Diablo 4 on Microsoft's Game Pass service, Activision has news for you. It doesn't. Not this year, anyway. In a tweet from yesterday, Activision told fans to cool their jets when it comes to a $17 slash £13 a month access to its latest games, announcing that it, quote, does not have plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 into Game Pass this year. Instead, Activision expects, quote, to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world, end quote, once the deal actually closes, meaning the corporation expects to, quote, begin adding games into Game Pass sometime in the course of next year. There is an uh, a tweet, I guess, I... It, I'm so used to saying Twitter and tweet, and I think y'all know what I mean with that. But like, if there is an X, like that sounds like what's what's been X'd out. You know, it's just weird to me. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, there's a lot more in this article. Um, I only read you about half of it, but you get the idea. Wowhead posted, take down the butcher in Call of Duty, the haunting cross promotion event, posted seven hours ago at the time I'm reading this by Arctane, A-R-K-T-A-N-E. It's got a lovely picture here of the Butcher trying to kill people in Diablo, uh, in uh, Call of Duty, I guess. Um, so here's some information. During season six of Call of Duty Warzone, players are in for tricks and treats during the haunting. Call of Duty players that enter the AI Mazra, AI? AI Mazra, parentheses night, or Von Dead levels will be able to open a portal to a nightmarish realm in order to fight the Butcher from Diablo 4. And there's a Call of Duty thing on X that says fresh meat, fresh rewards. There's a link to what they're talking about. Here's what you need to do if you want to do that thing. Link your battle.net account to your Activision account. Uncover a portal to an otherworldly realm in The Haunting. Slay the Butcher in Almazar or Von Dead. Earn the Butcher's meat hook in Diablo 4. Those who dare to enter the domain of the Butcher can claim a most suitable reward, the Butcher's very own meat hook. Here is a screenshot of um, the meat hook, basically. <laughs> In order to be able to get the meat hook, players must first link their Battle.net account to their Activision account from their profile tab on the Call of Duty website. So there's that if you want to fight the butcher. Blizzard Watch has an article written by Nick Marino, and it's titled All of the Hunter's Acclaim Rewards in Diablo 4 Season 2, which I've been playing, and I'll talk about that a little bit later probably. So here's part of this article. Diablo 4 Season 2 is now live, and players have once again been tasked with defending Sanctuary from an overworldly threat. Otherworldly threat, sorry, I'm just not reading well today. In Season of Blood, the integral public event players participate in are the Blood Harvests, a Helltide style event that rotates constantly between the Dry Steps, Hawazar, and Skosglen, inviting you 
to slaughter vampires and disrupt their rituals. Blood harvests are the main source of pact armor, which allow you to utilize the seasonal vampiric powers as well as blood seekers, enemies who are the main drop source of potent blood, the seasonal currency needed to upgrade vampiric powers. Participating in and completing blood harvests also re rewards Hunter's Acclaim, a new reputation introduced in Season of Blood that functions differently than the renown from the five main regions. And of course, there are plenty of rewards beyond the materials and loot you collect in the blood harvest themselves. Themselves. Earning reputation with Hunter's Acclaim rewards you gear, potent blood, and new vampiric powers. Here's what you need to know about all of the rewards available from the Hunter's Acclaim in Diablo 4 Season 2. I'm probably not going to go over all of this stuff, but I'll give you a little bit. Here's a paragraph. In each region's major city is a Hunter's Acclaim board that tracks your current tier and progress until the next. There are 18 tiers, and each one rewards a combination of rare or legendary quality gear, jewelry, gold, or murmuring over. Once you collect enough reputation from Blood Harvest, you'll be able to collect your rewards and move to the next tier. The gear scales to your level and the quality increases based on the Hunter's Acclaim tier you're cashing in. Here's a whole list of what these things are. Um, and there's a little bit more in here, but if you really want to look at it, there's literally a whole list on Blizzard Watch where you can say, okay, what's tier one, what's tier two? And it goes all the way to tier 18, it looks like. And it's a um, pretty well done article in my opinion. Wowhead has an article from a day ago written by Silic, S-I-L-E-C. Fastest way to spend potent blood for vampiric power upgrading for Diablo 4 Season 2. If you have played in the new Blood Harvest event in Season 2 of Diablo 4, you might have noticed that potent blood stacks up fast, especially in higher world tiers. Here is how you can spend potent blood to upgrade your vampiric powers very quickly, even if you have gathered thousands. There comes a po the point where you are no longer looking to unlock or upgrade specific vampiric powers. At that point, you might just want to get all vampiric powers to level 3, which is the maximum so that you don't have to worry about spending potent blood any longer. The easiest way to do this is by clicking on the spend potent blood button and closing the upgrade window by pressing escape. Once it has popped up, rinse and repeat. I'm going to note for this, this is assuming you're playing on a PC because the Xbox doesn't have like a, you know, press escape that doesn't have it. I'm playing on an Xbox, so I can tell you for sure that this is geared for PC, but there's probably, I think I've already started trying to level those up and I didn't even really think about an escape button. Okay, to continue, this way the experience will be allocated to one of three options at random and you no longer have to select an upgrade manually. With this method, you can spend potent blood easily, even if you have managed to collect thousands. So that's pretty cool. Going back to Blizzard Watch, we have an article by Liz Pat from yesterday. How to farm potent blood to unlock every vampiric power in Diablo 4 Season of Blood. Welcome to Diablo 4 Season 2, where you can play out your vampire slayer fantasies like a virtual blade, welding vampiric powers against Lord Zeer and his undead hordes. But unlocking those powers has a cost potent blood, which you can earn by adventuring through the season of blood. But what's the best way to farm potent blood? It's time to talk about the blood harvest, because the fastest, easiest method of farming potent blood is the blood harvest event. Specific to the season of blood, the blood harvest occurs in three different zones in Sanctuary, Skosglen, Dry Steps, and Hawazar, and is similar to Helltides, but available at level one and always up. 
At the top of every hour, the harvest switches from its current zone to the next in rotation. Getting potent blood mostly involves heading to the current blood harvest zones to kill mobs, hunt rares, and participate in events. Here's what you should be doing to get potent blood in Diablo 4 Season 2. Gonna just give you the main ideas, and there's more description here if you want to check it out for yourself. So the first one says participate in the blood harvest. You just go to the region, you're good. Kill blood seekers. This I'm going to talk about. These elite mobs drop plenty of potent blood. Blood, but any enemy in the blood harvest with the word seeker in its name also has a chance to drop a seeker key. The unique re resource is like the whispering key purchased with obols, except instead of opening silent chests, you use the seeker key for seeker caches. These caches are only found in the active blood harvest and can reward standalone packs, cleansing acids, gold gear, and potent blood. Do the seasonal quest line. You can also get potent blood through the seasonal quest line, though it's a one and done method. Kill anything anywhere. This won't earn potent blood quickly. All mobs in the game have a chance, at least a small one, to drop potent blood. And it goes on from there for a little bit. Over on Max Roll, we have a thing written by Dread Scythe, who does an incredibly good job explaining things in Diablo games and probably other games as well. It's titled Diablo 4 Season 2 Compendium Season Launch Updates and New Guides. This was last updated on October 17th, 2023. It's focusing on the Season 2 Season of Blood. And uh, here's some stuff. Diablo 4 Season 2 is almost here. Well, actually, at this point, it's not. But this is still worth it because Dread Scythe is always really good at these things. Um, so here's some stuff. This is like a little preview of what in this thing. All of our tier lists except our Nightmare Dungeon tier lists have been updated. The Nightmare Dungeon tier list will be updated once our team has run them with new changes coming to some of them. Measure twice and cut once, right? You can use our search bar to find any aspect, unique side quest, dungeon, or other resource. So many things to talk about. Let's dive in and see everything on offer for Season 2. So there's some build guides. Uh, if don't know what your play style, what play style you're looking for, see the list below to choose your class and embark on an adventure. They are great in helping assistance, uh, assistance you along the way. Probably meant assist. Whatever. It's fine. We'll be testing these builds and making adjustments where required, along with creating new builds throughout the season. And there is a section here for every class in the game. Some of them have more stuff than others. So we've got Barbarian, Druid, Necromancer, Rogue, and Sorcerer. And then there's some endgame stuff for both the Rogue and the Sorcerer. And some of the other ones have some endgame stuff as well. So whichever class you pick, there's something there for you. I don't see the Necromancer in here. Or wait, I do. Yeah, it's right there. There's the Necromancer. So you can play that too and take advantage of the resources here on Max Roll. For tier lists, um, if you can't decide what class to play, tier lists are a great way to see how different builds and classes stack up against each other in various parts of the game. For Season 2 and moving forward, we have retired the Nightmare Dungeon pushing tier list. We decided on this due to the lowering of difficulty of Nightmare Dungeons in general on top of crowd control updates and affliction changes. The endgame build tier list should aid you in finding a good build, for, build now for all activities, including Nightmare Dungeons. And there's seasonal guides here. Um, with the new season coming... 
With the new season comes new season-specific guides. Many of these will be expanded once the season goes live, and we can see the full battle pass and journey. The season brings with it a whole new set of Nightmare Dungeons, 22 vampiric powers, new unique items, and legendary aspects. A, la a quick last note on legendary aspects. We have consolidated all of the aspects, regardless of source, into one guide, and properly show each one's source and where to get them from. This was a massive update and should make finding them a lot easier. I might check into that. And then there's new bosses. Uh, I think if you've jumped into the game at all you have some idea who these new bosses are and there has been people uh, that are part of max role that have been playing diablo 4 at different times i think i saw rexandorax and uh dioxide i think they were playing it last time i looked at twitch so there's a bunch of other streamers that are going to be doing this and you can just you know pick and choose whoever you want to watch or pick one who's on right then and see how good they do they're probably a lot better than me that's for darn sure wowhead has an article from a day ago by popular topular smoldering ash and season blessing requirements nerfed Diablo 4 season 2 this was posted yesterday season blessings can enhance players experience rates increase the duration of elixirs, and boost hunter's acclaim progression. However, a character must reach certain thresholds to unlock Smoldering Ash, the currency players can spend to activate Season Blessings. In Season 2, the level requirements have been lowered so that players can benefit from Season Blessings much earlier. So that sounds like it's a nerf, but it's to help players that are brand new to this. So that's a good idea. There's a Battle Pass tier, a Smoldering Ash rewarded from that, and a level requirement to claim. And it's a bunch of numbers and things like that, but you can um, totally do it. It starts at tier 8, tells you how many Smoldering Ash you get. You'll get 1, 2, or 3, depending on what level, I guess. And then the requirement to claim, you got to be level 28 at the least, and you can get up to level 82. So there's those things. PC Gamer wrote about, actually about a week ago, which I kind of missed, so I'm putting it in here. This is written by Harvey Randall. It's titled, Diablo 4 will be Steam Deck ready when it leaves Battle.net exclusivity next week, confirms Community Director. Diablo 4's leap to Steam, along others, other games like Overwatch 2, is welcome news to gamers wanting to keep their rigs launcher slim. That's a strange sentence, but it's okay. Adam Fletcher, the game's global community development director, has fully confirmed on Twitter that the game will be coming to Steam Deck verified next Tuesday. And here's a screenshot. We have been hearing some questions regarding Steam Deck verification for Diablo 4. We can happily say that Diablo 4 will be Steam Deck verified. And then there's a little checkmark emoji. Starting on Tuesday with the launch of the game on Steam and the start of Season of Blood. Regrettably, it looks like there won't be any sort of cross-platform ownership. Yes, Fletcher said, answering a player wondering if they'd need to buy the game again. They're two different storefronts run by two different companies. Goes on from there a little bit. Over on Blizzard Watch, we have an article by Matthew Rossi. They wrote a title... Uh, new and updated unique items arrive in Diablo 4 patch 1.2 with the Season of Blood. Here's a piece from this. With the eminent arrival of Diablo 4 Season 2, the Season of Blood, the game is revamping many current unique items as well as adding a bunch of new unique items for players to hunt down. Diablo's uniques are supposed to be the best of the best, but one complaint made by a few players, Rossi included, is that uniques aren't ju just aren't as amazing as we'd hoped. And Blizzard acknowledges this, saying uniques aren't as exciting or impactful as they need to be, and I think that's fair. Comparing Diablo 4's uniques to the special 
special items that you could get in D2 or D3, like Bulkathos's children in Diablo 2, and you'll start to see what I mean. Uniques in D4 just aren't as powerful and are harder to get than in previous Diablo games. But in patch 1.2, Blizzard is trying to fix that with updates to the most to most uniques in the game, powerful new uniques, and new ways to farm for the uniques you want. And he's got a example here of a weapon called Azure Wraith. It is uh, 1,241 damage per second. There's also a box highlighted here that says 20% non-physical damage and some other number, and then the damage gets stronger in the newly revised one. There's a list of uh, new unique items in here that you can look at if you're missing one or if there's something that you really wanted to see and couldn't find it. You can check this out for that list. Diablo 4 is trying to make uniques more unique and uh, there are a few theoretical ideas in the Diablo 4 the Diablo 4 team is working on now to make uniques more unique or and exciting. One idea is to add completely new stats that will only exist on the specific unique in question. So instead of a normal stat like Thorns, you could get a whole new stat or ability called Bloody Retribution that inflicts exactly the same percentage of damage on anyone who hits you as they deal to you. Please note, this is just an example. It is not something Blizzard has promised. Another is to increase the range of a stat granted by a unique. So if items in Diablo 4 usually grant between 10 to 20% bonus lightning damage, the unique could offer 30% to 40%, making it notably better than a non-unique. Usually, you can't get certain stats on certain slots, but a unique could break that rule, making stacking a stat easier if you get a unique with, say, bonus fire damage on a slot that normally won't have it. And finally, the devs want to look at some uniques with an eye to updating their powers, simplifying some that are too elaborate to work very often. There's more in here, and you can read that. Everything that I talk about will be on the Shattered Soulstone website, where you can find it on Saturdays, generally speaking. Wowhead has this adorable little thing here. It's written by Jez Ataros three days ago. And, I mean, it's Ataros, Jez, Jez Ataros? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so this article is titled, Pet Backpacks Enter the Diablo 4 Store. There's an owl, a polar bear, a goat, and more. And these things are really, really cute. Um, you Let's see. Season 2 has finally arrived, which, which means new cosmetics. New to Tejal's shop are unique pets to carry on your back throughout Sanctuary, one for each class. They're absolutely adorable. While we don't know for certain when these packages will rotate out of stock, what we do know is that the shop refreshes happen, happen daily at approximately 10 a.m. PDT, so stay tuned. We may have new cosmetic options soon. For the Barbarian, you can get a Bear Cub Bale uh, accessory pack and it is this little polar bear with like little spiky fur and he's got his little leggies sticking out of a backpack that looks like sort of a carved um, almost like a bowl with a blankie on it and he's like holding down the blankie and there's two tusks coming out of it so this is what you would see on a player's back if they got this one and happened to be a barbarian there are animated things in here for it so he's got his little eyes closed his little ears twitch his little nose twitches his little head bobbles around and it's kind of like that for a lot of the rest of them. The Druid is Wisdom Feather Accessories Pack. It is an owl. It is super cute too. It's sitting on what looks like a decorated stump and it's got some little like little tags with writing on it that none of us will understand. And the owl kind of moves its little head around and things like that and um, eventually falls asleep, I think. It's just looking around, and you can carry that on your back if you are a druid. I don't think it's... I mean, these are class-specific, it seems. For the Necromancer, it is Kid Bahumet Accessories Pack. It's a little bitty goat 
they're different colors. Like there's a brown one, a black one. It might just be the lighting. They're connected to something that is just holding them in place, like a little, like, I don't know. So it could just sit there and kick and all these things. And it doesn't have animation on Wowhead. They could not find that. For the Rogue, there is a Pale Mischief Accessories pack, which is, it looks like a ferret that's kind of losing its fur. Maybe, I'm not sure. It's sitting on top of and inside what looks like a wooden basket shaped kind of thing and it moves around a little bit there is animation its tail moves its foot is like playing with its tail some of its fur kind of rotates around in a really weird way and it's kind of looking out just sitting you know just sitting there and then the sorcerer gets a catamount cradle accessories pack it's got this little like i don't know it's not a cat like uh you'd have in your house it's like a I don't know, more um, like a lynx, maybe? And it's little ear twitches while it's sleeping in this little circular frame. <laughs> I think they're all kind of cute. I have no idea what these are going to cost. I don't know how long they're going to stay around. There is a thing here about premium currency in Diablo 4, um, and that's written by Popular Topular, who says this Diablo 4 guide will introduce players to platinum, the premium currency in Diablo 4. The guide will go over many ways that players can spend platinum and how platinum can be earned as a reward for completing the seasonal battle pass. So we'll just see about that. I think those are super cute. Um, I think people probably will buy at least one of them if they think it's super cute. Everybody's got like a favorite animal, right? So if you got one close to that in there, people might actually go get it. And on October 15th, uh, Icy Veins wrote, Simple, critical, comma, vulnerable, and overpower damage. Diablo 4 Season 2 changes explanation and example, written by Starum. There's not a whole lot in here, but I'll read you some of it. We know what's happening with critical damage and vulnerable damage affixes in Season 2, as Blizzard explained on the stream and posted in the patch notes. But what does that mean for the numbers exactly? First off, the basics of what was changed. Base critical damage is still 50% and still multiplicative but the critical damage affix is now only additive. Base vulnerable damage is still 20% and still multiplicative, but the vulnerable damage affix is now only additive. Overpower damage now goes up to 50% multiplicative based on your current life percentage. However, overpower damage affixes are now only additive. And there's somebody here that was calculating it. There's a whole bunch of other details on this if you want to go to check that out, if you're into all the numbers and such. And the last thing I have here before I start talking about my uh, experience in Season 2, there is on Wowhead a an article written by Jez Artros titled Donate Blood to Unlock Loot in Diablo 4's newest promotion, Blood Harvest Blood Donation. And it is a computer. It is a PC custom computer uh, sweepstakes thing at 666 quarts of blood. And it has like, you know, all the lights. People like to make these computers that are fancy and maybe align with the game. This one has the Diablo Season of Blood logo on the front of it. And it's got like the side open so you can see all the cool little red lights and things like that. So here's some description. With Season of Blood in full swing, players are fighting back against the forces of Lord Xur across Sanctuary, but what if you wanted to help him instead? Blizzard has announced the next best thing, a blood drive, which not only benefits your surrounding community, but can, can earn the Diablo 4 community goodies as well. On X, there is from the Diablo account from today, there is what looks a lot like, I'm not sure if this is a CGI person or not speaking. I looked at it and I'm like, I'm not sure 
what happened here, but this is what the Diablo account wrote. Give blood has a little blood drop emoji. Unlock loot has two cross swords. Donate blood at your local clinic to help unlock in-game rewards for all Diablo 4 players. And it continues with, uh, these in-game rewards will be unlocked for all players as we progress toward our donation goal. Once we receive 666 quarts of blood from willing sacrifices, we'll unlock a sweepstakes to win a blood-infused cooling computer. So some of these uh, things are, uh, there's a mount, there's some kind of armor, and there's like a bunch of weapons for different classes. So the tiers are uh, a blood petal and last dagger, a blood petal sever axe, a blood petal heart necro offhand, a blood petal blade, which is a sword, and blood petal bludgeon, which is a druid staff, and then there's some other stuff in here. Tier 3 is the, the vermilion eye piebald mount. Tier 2 is the lock wraith mayor barbarian armor set. And you can find more details on the link in Wowhead. Now, I find this kind of weird. I thought at first it was just Diablo being silly on Axe, you know? But that's not what they're talking about. Like, a lot of times with Diablo games, there's, like, you know, things that have to do with blood in them. And this time it's real world, which... Okay, I mean... <laughs> Like, the tattoos, that was fine. You know, people know whether or not they want to get a tattoo. They probably tend to know what kind of tattoo they'd like to get. A bunch of people stood in line when these things happened. They brought it out again. More people came in to get their first tattoo or maybe another one or whatever. But the blood thing. There's going to be people that are, like, totally healthy and just donate blood all the time. And their blood's, like, really good. And all the, you know, people that... uh take it are like, oh good, this is going to be great, this will help a lot of people. Um, then there's people like me who are anemic as fuck and can't do that anymore. So um, I'm not going to get those rewards uh, at all. I'm not upset about it, but in general it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's this is something that can presumably help people that need blood for, you know, I think uh, hospitals use it, donated blood for like surgeries or something and I don't know all of that because obviously I can't go do this. But uh, if you want to do that, check it out on Wowhead. Uh, all the show notes will be in uh, the Shattered Soulstone website when I get done talking to you about this. And now I want to talk for a little bit about Season 2. I've played approximately maybe nine hours now. I've been playing about three hours at a time. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I've been trying to find all of the stuff that's specifically for the season kind of quest, but sometimes I get sidetracked and I'm doing quests with, I'm playing a rogue. Um, yes, another rogue, my third one. <laughs> and um, having a really good time with it. The vampire stuff is fun. I have recently, well, actually a couple of years, uh, friends of mine on Restless Barbarian Gaming on Twitch and also on YouTube have been playing a uh, blood in the water vampire game that's about to end in about a week. And so I'm like into all this stuff with vampires and these kinds of things. I can't do real world blood because it'll screw me up more than whoever would get the blood. You know, I'm just kind of an anomaly, I think. But in any case, I'm having fun even with like the quests that are like standard quests, depending on where you go. And I feel like the armor and weapons and such that I'm picking up 
are really good because this rogue kills things really, really fast. And I don't know if there's a glitch going on this, but I've given her knives and I've given her crossbows of whatever seems like the best thing. And if I have her like, um, you know, knock down one of those nasty blood colored things with dead humans on it that the Khazra make, she will keep stabbing things and I can just move her around and have her stab things without having to hit a lot of buttons, which is really good for me because I have fibromyalgia and that's, it's a neurological issue and my hands will hurt. So I'm like, okay, you know, I thought this was a glitch, but now I think I love it. You know, it makes it easier for me. Um, I haven't gotten incredibly far. I haven't quite figured out I've had things pop up saying, hey, you finished this quest, here's a box with stuff in it for you. I've done those because they sit in your inventory and I can see them. But there's other stuff talking about a season journey. And I can't figure out for the life of me how to access that. So maybe later tonight, when I'm done putting all this together, I'll go see if I can find it because it's probably something I'll need. And uh, that's really all I have to say about it at the moment other than I'm having a hell of a lot of fun and I hope that those of you that are also into you know vampire stuff give it a try the season's really fun it's going on for quite some time it's not going to end tomorrow so you know it's going to be a, a while like months I think I think it was like January or something might be wrong so check that out if you need to but that's going to be the end of this episode and the end of the show you have been listening to episode 431 of the shattered soulstone your diablo community podcast missed an episode you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com come join us in game our in-game community and clan both named shattered soulstone are open to anyone who would like to join you can also join us on discord for the ultimate team and and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter at Shattered Stone, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening. <laughs>